it's just like giving a pound. You can't do that. It has to be how can we serve the investor as best as possible. You kind of go through the deal with someone. You're trying to help them, educate them a little bit. And you can take it personally. You don't take the advice on board. And then they'll just go and try and sell it to someone else. I'm like, no, it's not a good deal. Like, you can't sell that. You know, people who've done like a pound three course or one pound three course. Yeah. <laughs> that was a punch to someone. That. No, 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 no. That, that was an uppercut to someone. My name is Ibi Aslam, and you're listening to Ibi Aslam Uncensored. Welcome to my podcast where we discuss property, business, lifestyle, and well being. If this is the first time you are visiting us, then please hit the follow button on your app. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week, so I'll see you there. I'm back from Vietnam last month. Oh yeah, uh, it's literally something like a week to recover from that. From like, Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. I why? don't even know why though. Like on on, on the way back from the plane. Yeah. Uh, on the way back on the plane. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, my knee just completely gave in. So what? I was hobbling around. Yeah, I was. Your I, knee gave in. Yeah, yeah. How? No idea. I was like, it must be something like inflamed. You train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go gym? Yeah. You're... So I was just like, no idea why that happened, but uh, yeah, I was like hobbling around for like a week. Um, yeah, once that's got started, obviously back into business and everything, and then uh, yeah, getting ready for Tell the World now. So. Was it something serious or was it? No, 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 it just kind of got better. I think it was just something inflamed and like a ligament or something. Wow. Well, yeah, it was weird. How was Vietnam? It was mental. Was yeah, it? Yeah, so. Uh, what was your job up there? What was you? What were so you So I was there to or? support, I did a little bit of speaking um, on you know, analysis side. Uh, but like the size of the room is insane. Like you're talking like over a five, five, I think it's like one thousand five hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was like surreal, kind of like seeing all that, like you know, uh, seeing like Al on the same stage as like Blair Singer. Uh, that was pretty cool. So was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then uh, obviously I have an opportunity to kind of like speak on stage using like Tony Robbins's translator. Well, that was cool. So like, okay. I was talking, and, and then like was- a second later. They're hearing it. He would, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, obviously, so he's speaking in Vietnamese in their headphones. Wow. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a. So, would you? Are you going to go again, or what's the plan? Potentially, yeah, yeah. We're uh, potentially going back next time. Yeah. Uh, I think we have about four days or so. Uh, but yeah, no, that's an in- interesting one. Uh, it was just, it was completely different culture. Like it was like loads of life lessons from that as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Very relaxed, very chilled out, not stressed out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What was the food like up there? <laughs> um, some you didn't of, like yeah, it, did you? Some of it was like amazing, <laughs> like, and then some of it was like, "What the fuck's this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. What but, is their best? What is their favorite cuisine? What is the best? It's cuisine? all like fish and stuff like that. Um, it's like it's fish and like meats and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, some of the Different. stuff is uh, a bit questionable. <laughs> questionable, yeah. Well, okay, okay, cool. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. No, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna discuss deal sourcing, and you know, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to look at the camera or look at you? you? Could, yeah, we'll just talk to each <laughs> other, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, my name's Ashley Toft. Um, uh, so I've been deal sourcing now for about three years. Uh, we were actually, me and Jay, uh, were looking through uh, our deals you know, and what we'd done. Uh, so we could actually speak about, you know, our, and the number. I, yeah. I've been saying 50 plus for the last few months uh, because we're not being like, caught up. But we just figured out we've, uh, we're just over 100. So you must have hit 100 like last month or something. 100. <laughs> 100 deals. So yeah, we're about 104 now. Uh, so, so you've th- sold 104 deals. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, in the last three years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I obviously been deal sourcing three years. Uh, I used to be a teacher. I used to teach in Dubai, uh, and that's kind of what gave me the kick to you know, go into business, going and uh, going to property. 
so yeah, no, I'm doing that for three years now. Okay, so you are focusing specifically on deal sourcing. Yeah, yeah, that's my main, complete main strategy. Uh, in the near future, I'm talking the next few months or so, we'll be looking at raising finance and doing some joint ventures. Uh, we've got a few investors in the pipeline who are wanting to work with us. Yeah. Uh, so we're just kind of lining up ducks now to uh, start that off. Okay, for those that don't know, mm -hmm. what is deal sourcing? Do you want to explain it? Yeah, so basically deal sourcing is when you, it's like the, be the best way I explain it to someone who doesn't have no idea about property. Um, Cause I was talking about my optician this the other day <laughs> and he was like, what do you do? And I was like, right, so it's like, an estate agent, they work for the seller, yeah. we work for the buyer. So we help investors find high return uh, properties that they can buy and build the portfolios. So we're like, instead of working for the seller, we work yeah. for the buyer's interests. Yeah, okay, so that's a good way to put that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I found like that's the way most people understand so it. So how is the market currently at the moment? How are you finding it? Yeah, so the market at the minute, obviously with interest rates going up massively, um, we're having to be a little bit more creative. Now, a lot of our investors are using uh, company lets, so they're renting out to rent-to-rent -rent, um, companies. Mm. So then that way, um, you know, they're, they're getting a bit of an increased rent, you know, no management, stuff like that. So they're, they're kind of getting rid of some of that responsibility onto the company land, um, tenant. Uh, and that way, the- What do you mean, like, getting rid of the responsibility? So when I say getting rid of responsibility, I'm talking about, like, uh, so you have no management fees. Obviously, bills are covered by the uh, the rent-to-rent company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a win-win situation. So now they they can deal with the higher interest rates with mortgage. They're still making a profit on their mortgage. Um, oh, is that what you're finding now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, like, some, a lot of the time, instead of just selling, like, a straight buy-to-let, we'll introduce an investor to a buy-to-let and then they'll rent it out to a company let. Which uh, means that they can charge a little bit more, basically. Or uh, slightly more. Obviously, it still needs to be, it still needs to make sense because we're still going to be that middleman for both parties. So we don't want anyone getting ripped off. Yeah. We want everyone to be happy. Um, so it, you know, it needs to make sense for everyone. But that's a, a big strategy that a lot of investors are using. They're turning to SA. Wow. Um, and if, so if they're not using the company left side, they're going straight for SA themselves. Um, you know, more income, uh, stuff like that. And obviously, you've got your HMOs. So, so as a deal sourcer, what does your day look like? See, this is one of the, like, people ask this all the time at events, and it's like it's the hardest question to answer because it changes all the time. Okay. Uh, so usually it'll be a few emails in the morning, and you know, catch up any conversations that I missed in the, uh, you know at night while I've been asleep. Yeah. Um, I'll catch up with Jay. Uh, we'll talk about what we're doing, what Jay's either doing up Barrow, or you know, if uh, you know we're together, and uh, just kind of getting on the same page. Uh, then you know, you're kind of going through any deals, talking to investors who you're currently working with. Um, you know, it, it does change a lot. So sometimes I do a full day of viewings and sometimes I won't do any viewings at all. Got it. Um, especially a lot of the time in the moment. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, a lot of the time in the moment, uh, estate agents come into us. So we don't do loads of because viewings. Because you now. build good relationships. Exactly, yeah. 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 Once you've been doing it for a few years and they know you can sell deals, you know you've got investors, they'll come to you. Um, yeah, yeah. So we don't do loads of viewings. We will every now and then. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the whole do a massive big day at the start, you know, 14, 15, you know, viewings in a day. Doesn't really happen anymore uh, because we've got people coming towards them. We can, we, can, we can kind of vet deals a lot better without viewing them. And we only view what we know we want to purchase. So do you also sell deals that some of them that you've not actually viewed yourself? Pay attention. I've got some exciting news for you guys. I've launched a seven day 
free, total free audio course for you guys, which is gonna help you improve and elevate your mindset. And it's also gonna help you in your business. All you have to do is go and sign up every single day, day one to day seven, you will receive a free two minute audio from me in my own words, in my voice. And what that will do is help you in your business and your mindset. Make sure you go and sign up and let me know how you find it. So I'll never sell a deal I've not viewed, but okay. like we'll, we'll have like a short list. So if I, I'll, I'll view a property that I know that I want to buy, if that makes sense. So we'll have a pretty decent idea. Okay. So like we'll go through numbers, you know, projected uh, end values, things like that. And then we'll go and view the property. It just wastes a lot less time. Cause at the start when, you know, we didn't know, didn't know as much, we are still being trained. Um, you know, we were viewing like a hundred properties in a month. And in the, in the first few months, that's what we were doing. Right. Um, and it was just relentless. And that's all we were doing. And the amount of deals we probably missed was insane. But we we had to really get into the environment of you know viewing properties, understanding what they were, what were bad ones, what made a good deal. Yeah. Uh, but we we just don't do that anymore because it would be a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. So on average, how many properties would you say you view in a week? Yeah, again, so yeah, you are talking averages because sometimes it will be none. Uh, right. We'll be working on current projects. We'll be having things coming in, and then you could be talking, you know, maybe. 10, 15, 20 in a week, yeah. um, depending on what's going on. So if the pipeline's really packed, you might not view it uh, as much. Mm. Uh, and you might have things coming in from other places, direct to vendor, people getting in touch. Um, you know, it's a bit it's a bit different. Again, I know it's a bit vague, but it's, it's hard no, to no, answer. No, 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 I, I, I understand, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. firstly, do you only work in certain patches or do you actually take on any deals from anywhere? So, yeah, so I wouldn't touch anything in like London or like, I don't know, Middlesbrough because I just don't know the area. Right. Like we've, you know, we've not been there. It's not our patch. Uh, we do cover the whole of Northwest. Right. But we have particular patches. And, you know, you're talking like Warrington, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Barrow, things like that. Like, uh, obviously, a lot, of, um, a lot of our work's been in Barrow. Uh, and that's been great for us. And a lot of our investors love it. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it depends because like we have re we have touched in the northeast and stuff like that. Yeah. But our main focus is in those uh, specific areas. In yeah. Because everyone knows us there, and that's where our power team is. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah. See, as a as a deal sourcer, what are the, some of the challenges that you face? Hmm. That's a good question. So the first one that comes to mind is the, the amount of time I've wasted with co-source deals. Um. You know, people coming to you with co-sources. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, people who've done like a pound. Free, you know, free course, or you know, they've done like a deal sourcing course online or something. One pound uh, free course. Yeah. <laughs> that was a punch to someone. That. No, 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 that, wasn't, that, that was, was an uppercut to someone. <laughs> there's, there's no punches. <laughs> I mean, like, and you know, someone does like a free course. It yeah. could be from anyone. Um, and like, you, obviously, you don't get everything there, do you? Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no punches. Um, so yeah, they'll do like a free course. I'll do. Even I know it's a bit, not a punch. It's even, an uppercut. <laughs> even like a paid course or something like that. They've yeah, done yeah. one course, um, and you know, fair play to them because like you know, obviously I've been in a similar position. You yeah. send a deal to someone, yeah. and it's absolutely rubbish, and you kind of have to go through that deal getting tore tore apart. Right. When I first started, obviously again, I you know I've done a couple of courses and I'm just trying to get into it. Yeah. And um, I used to work with someone called Gemma Edens. Uh, she doesn't sauce anymore. Uh, but we used to send her deals through her and she absolutely ripped apart our deals because, you know, we'd be making mistakes, we're missing things out. But, you know, we, we only... She ripped apart your deals? You uh, mean like in terms of saying the bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she went through them and was like, this is wrong, this is wrong, you need to do this, uh, which was really helpful because... And that was because you wasn't educated? Correctly. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. brand new. We're talking like our first deal, second yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah. And obviously we didn't sell them because they weren't good. 
Um, but that was kind of how we first got into it. So yeah. we've done courses, yeah. and then we kind of gave uh, the deals to someone. And they've gone, well, that, that doesn't work. So I'm empathising with the people who come to me because I've been in a similar position. Yeah. But when I say it's one of the challenges, it's you, you kind of go through the deal with someone, you're trying to help them, educate them a little bit. And you can take it personally, you don't take the, uh, the advice on board, and then they'll just go and try and sell it to someone else. I'm like, no, it's not a good deal, yeah, that you yeah. can't sell that. So whereas we took the advice on, we took the, like, the education, uh, and the mentorship in a sense, you know, Gemma wasn't a mentor, but you know, she helped us out in the start, we worked mm -hmm. together, um, you know, before we were compliant, things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we kind of went from there. What's the biggest problem with the coal sources? Yeah, just what I was saying then, it's the, it's the education. It's like, you know, most of the time they've not done enough. Uh, they don't have enough experience, which it's, again, it's not their fault. And they just want to sell the deal to get the money in. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of times it's just like giving a pound. Um, and you can't do that. It has to be, how can we serve the investor as best as possible? Yeah, how yeah. can we help you? Um, now, obviously there, there is a transaction there, but it needs to be served first. Yeah, and that's you know obviously uh, I get taught by Alistair Cunningham, and that's what he um, teaches first: serve first, and then you get paid. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was on a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Watch that. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get him on a part two and put him a bit more under pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh when you asked about the box, and he was like, "Yeah, bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, how do you break down a deal then when it comes to you, like? Yep. Like I don't want to know in detail, but like, mm -hmm. what's your like? These things I have to do. Well, it's just straight to calculators, it's straight to uh, straight to calculators, straight to spreadsheets. The most important thing for us is you know what you're buying it for, what's the end value. Uh, obviously, that's for like, your BRRs and the kind of conversion. Mm. Uh, a lot of investors are trying to, especially at the moment, trying to put like maybe you know, buy a, buy a deal, maybe put like ten grand into it, ten fifteen grand, then try and refinance a bit down the line. You know, to get rid of the the mortgage uh, rate that they're going to be in right yeah. now, refinance down the line, they're not in that anymore. Uh, but obviously, that's a waiting game. Uh, so, end value is a massive one. Obviously, purchase price uh, and refurb. That's the, you know, it's a standard BRR formula. Uh, but it's just a numbers game. Um, it's all it's all numbers. So it's, it's yeah. That, so how do you so do you use comparables? Do you use local estate agents to check valuations? Yeah. So with comparables, I mean. sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> with comparables, it's. Uh, it has to be on like the same street. You know, you can't be saying, oh yeah, this thing, three streets down, because uh, you've already gone too far. Um, now, you can use them in addition to something that's on the same street and a street over, but you, you, when you start going that far, you start to, you know, things get a bit hairy, mm. uh, and that's when you get down valuations. Um, so yeah, you, need, and, and, you, know, you see a lot of the time that someone's comparing like a, a semi-detached to a terrace, doesn't work like that. Like, you know, it's a completely different property. Yeah. You know, it might be a, yeah, it's just a completely different property. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess as a deal sourcer, you would have to be up to date with the refer prices, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, that's definitely, especially when things were going nuts during COVID, Yeah. that was a nightmare. Because you you quote something, and then two, three months down the line, you know, lumber's shot up 300%, and it's not the same thing anymore. It's yeah. a completely different refer price. And, you know, no one's really at fault there. It's not the builder's fault. It's not our fault. It's not the investor's fault. But... It's one of those things, especially during COVID, where things just went a bit nuts for a while. Um, and it, it got really challenging to actually quote a refer price. 
Now, obviously, we still sold deals in, in yeah. that time. We still worked around it, but it was just a bit more challenging. What do you do, though, in that situation, like, in terms of, like, what did you just add a contingency or something? Basically, yeah, you make the contingencies much bigger. Uh, you make the investor aware that speed is much more, uh, you know, you need to be much quicker. Um, with things moving so fast, uh, during COVID, we tried to get everyone to move as quickly as possible. Um, obviously, that's solicitors. You know, we've got a great team of solicitors on board. Like, yeah. you know, we've... You know, some some um, we had a property last couple of months ago. It, it closed in two months. Really brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, you know that's not a guarantee every time. Yeah, but, yeah. You know that that was just uh, it's just you know talking about that speed. Yeah. So what's your what's been your biggest deal so far? The biggest deal so far. That's a good question. Actually, I don't actually know. You'd think I know off the top of my head, but. I think so. The thing is, we've, so we've done a lot of deals, but we've done nothing massive. So yeah. it probably would have been like a HMO or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it would have been like a seven bed HMO. Yeah. Um, Where you made like lots of money. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the sourcing fee. What it would be. I think it was like four point five. Um, so that's four and a half grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we don't sell anything massive. Um, so I think yeah, it was a, it was a HMO for like four point five. Uh, I think that that grossed about uh, that, that grossed. So that was net profit one point seven k a month. Uh, I'm trying to think. Where was street. it? It's in Barrow. Um, can I refer to Jay? Because he knows where it is. <laughs> where, where was the deal? There you go, 45 Harrison Street. Yeah, yeah, in Barrow and Furnace. So what was the what's the what was like rough figures like in terms of? Yeah, so it's about we bought it for around 177 ish, give or take. Again, it's a while ago. Um, and your rent, you were probably getting about 2.8. Again, I don't know where. Don't yeah, quote, yeah, don't rough quote figures, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so once management and everything came off, yeah, you had um, yeah, you had one one point seven coming in every month. So that was cracking. Now we we bought that direct to vendor. Uh, yeah. So we knew the HMO manager, uh, and she told us that you know the the couple were looking to sell uh, for personal reasons. Um, now obviously they wanted to get rid of it quickly. Um, you know, you, you know what I mean, personal reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they wanted to get rid of it quickly. They deducted the value massively. And obviously, an investor got a great deal for because of that. Wow. But yeah, so. You tell me, if someone wants to buy something for, for the least amount of money mm -hmm. and get maximum cash flow, yeah. what areas would you say go to? Oh, easily. So, obviously, Barrel's a massive one. You've got SA, HMO, you've got refurbs. So, yeah. uh, the value there has been it's, it's going to skyrocket in the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, obviously, we could go more into detail on that. Uh, then you've obviously got Northeast, really cheap properties, lagging behind the UK massively. That, that's going to increase, so you get your capital appreciation. SA also works very well. Um, and then you've got, you've got your places like Markham and stuff like that that are coming into it. Um, yeah, so there are you know, definitely some hotspot areas there. So what, for someone who's watching, let's say you've got an investor mm -hmm. watching and they want to like take up your services for sourcing, yep. what would you say like roughly, like what would they need to spend Mm -hmm. in terms of purchase price, refurb price, and what could be the maximum cash flow mm. they could look to get if they don't do the service accommodation, if they so just do, do the don't do HMO. Service um, Not a regular buy to let, if they do like a HMO. What? HMO or something. So you're probably going to be wanting anywhere between 30 and 50 grand uh, liquid, uh, and that's for, for your deposits and everything like that. If you're going HMO. Yeah, no, I'm talking uh, about like in terms of the purchase price for the house. What, what so how much would the house be? Yeah. Okay, so it's, it, all the different areas is different. So yeah. in Barrow, you're looking anywhere between. So you, so it, it's hard to answer because if you're doing a refurb, you know, you can buy a house forty grand. Right. Uh, you can spend thirty grand on that, and then you'd have a nice little HMO. 
in Barrow. Mm. So um, let, let's just say if you purchase something for a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. So you buy something for hundred grand. Let's say it's like for what, like a three, four bed. Maybe turn it into a five or six bed. Yeah. Uh, you're probably going to be spending at least 40, 50 grand Will we need that. a HMO license up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, not Article 4, but you will, if you're going into six and above. Yeah. Um, sorry, five and above, you need a HMO license. Uh, something like the one you're doing, obviously. Yeah. Um, you'll, you no, I won't license. need one because it's less than three, isn't it? What, how many beds is yours again? What is it? It's, it's three, so I won't need oh, okay, one. Okay, no, you're fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. still classing yeah. them anymore. So it's five, uh, so five it? and above, you need license. Right. And that's when the things like sound regs start coming in. So, um, you know, your living rooms next to you, like a communal area, you need to soundproof that, things like that. Um, going back to your question. Yeah. Uh, you, if you're doing like a big HMO conversion, you're going to be looking to spend like 40, 50 grand minimum, really. Minimum. To get all your, all your regs sorted, um, to get it all done properly, high quality, you're going to be spending a, a fair chunk. It's a, it, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's how long the piece of string. Depends what house you're looking at. Um, mm. Like we've got a we have we have a deal going through at the moment that that's going to be a, a free bed minimal. You're buying that for uh, thirty nine 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 to get rid of stamp duty, and you're probably going to be spending maybe like eighteen nineteen grand, um, and that'll be a small HMO. Um, See, that seems like a good deal. Yeah, it's a cracking deal. <laughs> Is uh, it still there? Uh, Jay, we sold that. <laughs> I'll be the bespoke. <laughs> I want to see that now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but basically, there's the point here that we, what we're trying to say, like there is good deals out there available for yeah, people yeah, to 100%. buy, isn't it? Yeah, and just because you've got mortgage rates, it doesn't mean that you can't buy anything. If you know what you're doing, do it yeah. properly, you can do it well. Yeah. Um, again, like if you're adding value in the correct places and you're getting it done pro properly, you know you are going to have those mortgage rates when you refinance, but. It's not going to be there forever. So yeah. If you're looking long term and you're still making cash flow in the meantime, yeah. you're going to be able to refinance that down the line again, and yeah. you're not going to have that same mortgage rate. Um, so I think when people are looking at the mortgage rates and being scared, I think it's a little bit short-sighted mm. because you know there's still deals there, and it's not going to be there forever. Yeah. You know, when people panic, that's when you should be buying. Um, you know that's what you know Warren Buffett says. So it's pretty good advice. What's your gym relationship like? Hey YouTube, I'm really sorry to cut you off, but I have to share this with you. I want you to get to your next level, and I believe that personal development is the gateway to success. So what I've done is I've gone and created a seven day free audio course. This is totally free. All you have to do is sign up, and from day one till day seven, every single day, you will receive a two minute audio from me, which will elevate your mindset and give you power in your business. Make sure you go and sign up and let me know how you find it. It was amazing a couple of months ago. <laughs> Vietnam ruined that. Uh, it so is, me out are you schedule. blaming Alistair for that now? <laughs> yeah? That's on the record now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, it's, uh, it's not as good as it used to be. So I'll, I'm training like maybe two or three times a week now. Um, and I used to be training about five or six times. Like I was smashing that, I was doing CrossFit Even every week. Even if you're week. doing two or three a week, it's still good. Yeah. Um, so I, I used to be about 80 kilogram, um, and I'm now like 102. So, and that was on purpose, but I think I went a little bit too far on eating. <laughs> I've done a bit of a dirty bulk. bulking? Yeah, yeah. Trying to do a big bulk. And obviously my strength <laughs> went skyrocketing, but then so did my gut. Okay, so two, three times a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking like upper, upper lower split. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to understand is like, see when you wake up in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. What gets in the way for not going in the gym on the days that you don't go? 
Yeah, you know what I mean? That's a good question. I, I genuinely, I'm just curious to know this. Yeah, yeah. I think when I had that discipline down, I, yeah. I was there every time. Yeah. But then now it's like, oh, you know what? I'll do a little bit of work. I'll go and do this instead. And then the day kind of goes on. It's just, it's a lack of discipline. A little bit of breakfast. Or yeah, I'll yeah. A little bit of food. Or... And then, oh, you know, now, now someone's asked to go out. It's like, oh, no, I've not been gym yet. You know what I mean? And you lose it. Yeah. But it's a lack of discipline. And I'll hold my hands up there. Like, you know, when, when I was disciplined, I was on it. And I'm like, you know, I'm really happy with my body. Gained a little bit too much weight. Didn't go as much. It's my own fault, but it's discipline at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't so believe you... in the motivation thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what have you, have you, you guys have done over a hundred and... It's so about 104 deals, yeah. That's we, really we, we, got, we may have missed a couple, but we're around 104, That's really yeah. good, that. Yeah. What are you planning on expanding this then to... Yeah. Are you looking to do this properly full-time? or are you, well, you do it full-time anyway, but yeah. I mean... Like, <laughs> are, are you looking to expand it in any way? Or are you so, going to just yeah, kind of are, doing what you're doing? Yeah, we are looking to, we are looking to take someone on. Um, I've been, not interviewing, but I've been kind of like talking to a couple of people um, to see how coachable they are. I'm not really fussed with how much experience I've got because I know that I can train someone up. Um, you know, I, like I know what I'm doing. Obviously, I'm not a mentor. I'm not going to charge for anything like that. That's not what I'm doing. But I, I am looking at taking someone kind of under my wing. Why don't you become like, a mentor? No, it's like I don't. I don't. I think it lacks integrity. I've been doing it for three years, and you see all these people online like teaching after like a year or so. I've been doing it for three years, and like I still don't think he was I'm a teacher. There. I was a teacher, so, yeah. You know, Taught a little bit different. <laughs> I literally put a post out this morning. Like, I know a lot of people that have been mm. doing, not properties, just anything as a mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've been in the game for, let's say, 10 years, yeah. does it make you better? Absolutely. No, right? yeah, 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 you're right. And you, I know people that have been in the game for a year or two years, Yeah. but they are so good. They have that understanding with the rela good relationship with someone. Yeah, yeah. They could be a better teacher. Absolutely, yeah. For me, it's just, yeah, I think for myself, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it quite works for me yet. Yeah, yeah. Potentially in the future, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the moment, we're looking to take someone on to kind of you know do do to basically expand, be able to take on more investors, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with the JV and raising finance as well, uh, you know, to start you know investing with investors as well, not just uh, passing the deals to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, using the list for you know more than just selling deals. Okay, so let's talk Liverpool because you live there. Mm. You're, you're based in Liverpool, yeah. Yep. I really want to understand Liverpool market. Yep. What's it like? So obviously it's shot up massive in the last three years. Yeah. Like the rate, the increase has been ridiculous, and mm. it's obviously still going up. It's amazing for SA, but it, you, you could argue it's getting saturated. Is uh, it? You, potentially, yeah. You could. It's hard to say with Liverpool because it does amazingly well, and we've got investors who are doing very well there. Uh, you know, netting over a grand a month consistently. Um, with SAs and things mm. like that. Um, obviously, your buy-to-lets do very well. Uh, rents are going massive in, in Liverpool. They have been doing, doing for the last few years, um, you know, to the point where people will pay over-the-market rent just because of how many people are looking. So, really? it, again, it, it's, a, it's a landlord market because you get to really be selective with who you're renting to. Um, What's the buy-to-let market up there like? Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like you know, you can you can basically pick who you're renting to, so it's good. You're getting your capital appreciation. You're getting fairly cheap houses. Well, it depends who's watching. If someone's from from London, they'll be like, yeah, I'll buy ten of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so you're relatively cheap houses. Um, you know, rents high. Um, and again, like you know, you've got a lot of renters to pick from, so it's a good market. Okay, Ash, thank you for coming on, bro. Um, anything, any final messages? I know like all your websites and all that, we'll put that in the description below so people yeah. can reach out to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. But anything you want to say before we wrap this up? 
Oh, you know, I'm on the spot now. Huh? <laughs> I think like uh, you know, if you're looking to do anything, whether it be deal sourcing, investing, I think you know, or even weightlifting, uh, <laughs> I think if you've got the discipline to actually get yourself to do it every day yeah. and constantly be moving in the right direction, uh, I think you'll do well. Doesn't necessarily matter about how fast you're going in the right direction. Yeah. As long as you're moving in that right direction, I think you'll do well. Well said. <laughs> you couldn't have said any better. Fair Cheers, enough. Mate. Thank no, you. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode insightful. And if you did, make sure you subscribe so you won't miss the next one. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week. So I'll see you there.